Welcome. You have entered the realm of 1111 Talk Radio. Your host is Simron. It's time to discover your own language with the universe. Empower yourself, broaden your mind, open your heart, and discover who you are. Now, here's your host, Simron. Welcome back. It is so wonderful to be with you on this first Wednesday in December 2019. This year is quickly coming to an end, and we will be well on our way into a new decade. So we could not have a more powerful conversation than the one that we are having today with a more wonderfully gifted coach and human being that is sharing how individuals can truly do the work to get out of their heads and into their lives. And we will go more into who he is and what we're talking about today right after I share with you that the 1111 magazine for December, which is themed around human mandalas, is out. It is free. It is digital. It is always available to you. And it is celebrating six powerful individuals and the light they bring to the world by showcasing some of their work, also giving you access to their websites and the books and different products that they have just come out with, along with a lot of other amazing information to keep you inspired, uplifted, and moving forward in your life. Uh, We are all human mandalas. We are sacred geometric forms that each have a unique design here to imprint the planet with something special. And it is time now more than ever to allow yourself to receive who you are and express that in the way that you have come here to express. And a beautiful way to help get you unstuck is to listen to this show where I'm going to introduce you to Gary John Bishop. And I want to start off by letting you know that he is going to talk a little bit about his seven personal assertions, which will be powerful for you. And they are, I am willing I am wired to win. I got this. I embrace the uncertainty. I'm not my thoughts. I am what I do. I am relentless and I expect nothing and accept everything. Each of these play into a theme and you may not immediately see it right now, but as we go into the conversation, you will discover how powerful these statements are. Gary John Bishop wants your life to be different and he knows that you have everything to make that happen. He also knows that all of the thinking or meditating or planning or even the anti-anxiety medication in the world is not going to improve your life if you're not willing to go out and take action and make the changes. You can't sit around waiting for the right mood to strike or for life to play out the way you want it to, nor can you rely on positive thinking alone to transform things for the better. You have to go out and do. This is from his book, Unfuck Yourself, Get Out of Your Head and Into Your Life, which is a New York Times bestseller. And we're also talking about his latest release, which is Do the Work, the official, unrepentant, ass-kicking, no-kidding, change-your-life sidekick to Unfuck Yourself. Gary John Bishop is the New York Times bestselling author of Unfuck Yourself, as well as his follow-up, Stop Doing That Shit, Born and raised in Glasgow, Scotland, he moved to the United States in 1997 after years of facilitating programs for one of the world's leading personal development companies. He combined his training in autology and phenomenology with his interest in the philosophies of Martin Heidegger, Hans George, 
Gadamer, and Earl Husserl to produce his own brand of straightforward self-improvement. His no-frills, no-BS approach has brought him a growing following drawn to the simplicity and real-world application of his work. So I want to welcome Gary to 1111 Talk Radio. It is wonderful to have you here. Thank you, Simran, and for that magnificent introduction, but really just thank you for having me on your show. Absolutely. I think it's powerful, especially for where we are in in the time of the year, in closing of a decade, in starting a new decade, and in really getting people started in the right place. And according to your book, there are two kinds of talk that we engage in every day, and that's probably the place to start this conversation today. Will you talk about those two kinds of talk that we're engaging in? Yeah, yeah. So believe it or not, we're always in a conversation, um, and it doesn't, it's not always apparent to us that when some people might even disagree with that, just as I said that, which is an example of the talk that you're in with yourself. But, uh, but the two kinds of talk are talk with yourself and talk with other human beings. And so when I say we're always in conversation, that's what I'm pointing to. And that conversation that is taking place, it is directing our lives. It is, you're saying, the way that language will change our lives. So either we're listening to this language and following that course, yeah. or we're, we're taking note of it and shifting through it. Yeah. How does that language change our lives? Like, what's yeah. possible? Well, we are, I mean, you are... A language, you're using language to to capture life, right? So you're using language to be able to describe things that are going on around you. Um, and as I said, you're doing it with yourself and with others. So the kind of language that you're currently using to describe your life is having an effect on your emotional experience of what's going on around you. So language and your Heidegger would have called them your ways of being, but you can simply call that your emotional state. Language in, is, is in a dance with it. So it's important to start to realize, well, what is the language I'm using? What is it I'm saying to myself? What am I saying to other people about life? Because it seems like life is the thing that's doing it too, is we don't really have a sense of, well, what if it's how I'm describing life or how I'm, or how I'm creating life and language. And, and that's really where I want people to start getting their eye on, like what kind of language are you using? What are you saying to yourself? And how is that playing out in your life? You know, I think especially at a time like now where we're on a new year, people will use words like, I'm going to do this, right. or I'll try, or I should, or set resolutions. Right. How do you feel about those kinds of words? Tell us, tell us if we're doing that right or wrong. Well, let's, if you actually just take one of them as an example, right? So I'm going to, okay? So that statement, I'm, I'm going to lose weight this year. I'm going to save up money this year. I'm going to get a new job this year. Um, that immediately gets you off the hook for right now. I mean, that's, that language right there is projecting into the future. Like one of these days I'm going to. And you'll notice that day generally gets pushed out based on whatever you're dealing with in your life. Um, so I'm going to, or I'm trying, are both seemingly on the surface, like, well, that's a good thing to say, but you don't realize how, uh, how it kind of brings things into your life that maybe you hadn't bargained on. So, for instance, again, by saying something like, I'm trying, 
also includes that it might not turn out for me. Um, mm. So I'm, I'm also I'm very interested in people finding ways to use language that number one get them on the hook right now, like right now in this moment of time, for something that they're out to accomplish. You talk about us using assertive self-talk, which means right. starting off the talk in terms of I am or I embrace or I accept, I assert. And there's a physiological and psychological impact on using those in-the-moment types of words. Can you talk a little bit about how that does affect us physiologically yeah. and psychologically? Yeah. Yeah. So one of my favorites that I talk about in my first book is I am willing. Now, Mostly we go through life with running in the background. It's this already determined what we can and can't do. And so sometimes when we take on something that we're challenged by, you know, we get overwhelmed by the circumstances or the, the kind of test that it is for us. So I invite people to take on this statement, like, I am willing. Now, I am willing doesn't necessarily, it's not a positive uh, self-talk, for instance, it's not something you would say to yourself to overcome something. It's actually something you say to declare, to assert in a moment of time, to expose yourself to something. I am willing. So, like, I might not want to go to the gym, but I'm willing to go, right? Or I might not want to uh, put this money away, but I'm willing to do it right now. And it's like, I am willing. It's right in this moment. Um, and, you know, like, it's... My, one of my views on, for instance, just kind of trying to use positive self-talk as like a band-aid for your life is that you don't quite believe it. But if you take on this assertive kind of talking, it's more like you're staking a claim right now in this moment. It's like you're drawing a line in the sand for something. Um, it really is where you take yourself on, um, which is very, very different from trying to overcome something. It really is a uh, uh, a place, a placeholder in your life where you say something like, I am willing, or even I am unwilling, I'm unwilling to continue living the way that I'm living. Those are all very powerful uses of language. There's a, a real subtle distinction as I'm hearing you talk around that assertive language. In the spiritual world, oftentimes people will put those words, I am, in front of something. And in many cases, they're doing it with the right intention, but it's right. oftentimes more so to convince themselves that they right. are that thing, really rather than stepping into it. And what your work or your way of saying that almost puts it more as a ownership or a knowing or an inspired action place right. of the I am. Yeah. Can, can you talk a little bit or have you uh, approached any situations where you're dealing with people that are are doing all of that spiritual work and that line kind of gets confused and how do you bring them to clarity? Yeah. I, one of the things that I, that I, that I notice for myself and with a lot of people I've coached over the years is this tendency to somehow make ourselves feel different, right? To somehow make ourselves experience life in a different way, which is fine to a point. Right, and can really work in some instances. But by the same token, this kind of focus on changing how I currently feel um, has almost like magnifies how I'm currently feeling. Right, it's almost like you know, like emboldens it even. 
And so the way that I use assertive language is to first acknowledge how I'm currently feeling. This is how I'm currently feeling. And I am willing. Like, so it's, it's like I acknowledge it. I give it space with myself. So whatever that negative experience might be, I give it space. But I'm not going to dance with it. I'm actually rerouting myself in a different direction. And I feel as if that's a, a lot of um, a lot of how we we misuse even stuff like affirmations because we keep kind of it's designed to overcome some negative experience rather than like acknowledge a negative experience and then use language to empower myself to move in a different direction. And that really is it really is like a big passion of mine is people seeing the power of language to shift their ways of being. And to shift their actions, to take themselves in directions they never thought possible. Uh, Gary, where where do the emotions come in to yeah. this to this way? Because people will say, "Well, I'm," but I feel this way, so yeah. I can't do that. So, how do you reframe it then? Or, or you know, I know in the book you write about the thoughts relate to the emotions. Yeah, which points to the which points to which. Yeah, it's amazing how, like, we, we keep trying to get, like, a cause and effect going with us, you know. Um, like, one is causing the other. And it really is much more like a dance. Like, your emotional state and your thoughts are more like a, it's more like a tango than, than some kind of linear, there's one and there's the other. But here's what I do notice, and I'm sure your listeners have had these experiences in life where, they get so engulfed in the act of something that they get lost in their thoughts about it, right? They just, there's the, all the negativity kind of disappears. So if you've got any listeners right now who are, you know, meditators or painters or sculptors or runners, when you get into the act of something, you'll notice your negative experiences will disappear. You'll get so uh, engrossed in that conversational domain and it will be authentic for you. It's not like a band-aid. That, that authentic kind of engagement with something, you'll notice all that negativity will just, you know, slip away from you. So one of the things that I've learned over the years for myself and, again, with clients um, is my emotions are important, but they're not always a reliable compass for what I should do next. And, yes, and and what I'm hearing you also say, it's where we're putting our actual presence that we can either be in the place of emotion, we can be present to that, and if we allow that to pull us in a direction, our presence is there, but we can utilize language, word, action, and thought to also redirect us and place our presence somewhere else. For, for sure. I mean, we, we've beca- I think we've, we're kind of at the other end of the spectrum at times where our feelings and emotions are important, but then they become so significant, become, we become paralyzed. And it's, it's, a, it's critical for us as human beings to keep putting them back in check. Like, okay, and, and I'm sure you've done this and your listeners have done this, produce results in your life when, in fact, you thought you couldn't. Like you had the experience, even the emotions, like I can't do it. And yet you did it. That alone, those little glimpses alone are a pathway into really starting to reveal and realize on your potential. 
This is why Gary John Bishop's, one of his first personal assertions is to teach his clients, I am willing. Before you can say that to yourself, honestly, you must first ask yourself the question, am I willing? That question demands an answer. It can't be left there in the nothingness of the universe. It pulls for a response. Its power is irresistible, and you cannot escape its press for truth. Gary John Bishop does not say these things to inflame you, but his intention is to inflame you into your own potential, to make you realize your greatness, not just to piss you off. Imagine for a moment that willingness is missing in your life. Not some wispy, sheepish willingness, but rather a bold willingness, the kind of willing state where you're ready for what's next and ready to act on it. Willingness to change, willingness to let go, willingness to accept, real, magical, inspired willingness. This is from one of Gary John Bishop's book, uh, Unfuck Yourself, Get Out of Your Head and Into Your Life. And he has released a new workbook called Do the Work, the official, unrepentant, ass-kicking, no-kidding, change-your-life sidekick to this book. You can get that book, and it is filled with amazing questions for you to find your own insights and move through the many principles that Gary shares with his clients. In addition, he has a workshop coming up January 30th in Toronto, Canada, called Do the Workshop. You can find out more about Gary John Bishop at his website, garyjohnbishop.com. We'll be right back after these messages. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Do you want more, more joy, more abundance, more power and presence? How would it feel to have more loving relationships, more empowered community, greater fulfillment and life purpose? The 1111 Mastermind Community inspires, empowers, guides and supports transformation. Shift your mind, expand your heart, deepen insights, let go and chart a new course, dream a new dream. The 1111 Mastermind Community is an online portal for personal transformation and soulful expansion. Go to courses.1111mag.com. That's courses.1111mag.com. Change begins with you. Let it be simple, convenient, and transformative. The time is now. Step through the 1111 gateway. Courses.1111mag.com. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. Simron is an award-winning author, publisher of 1111 Magazine, powerful speaker of wisdom, and a life mentor. Find out more at IamSimron.com. Now, back to 1111 Talk Radio. I'm so excited about all of the guests that I have on 1111 Radio, and the archives are always up, so definitely take the time to feed yourself with the wonderful conversations that are engaged with here. Uh, There are amazing, beautiful people that are doing beautiful, powerful things in the world. And part of the reason that I do this work is not only so that you have access to individuals that can support your journey, but so that you can see for yourself the mirrors that are appearing in front of you that model to you the ways of expression, light, love, and empowerment. Again, also access 1111 Magazine. It is available as an audio program, or you can read the issues freely each month digitally. This month, I am featuring Stephanie Arend, who talks about yin yoga, Kimberly Friedmutter, who goes into your subconscious power, Uh, Also, Paul O'Brien, who is talking about intuitive intelligence, and Dr. Joe Bowler, who talks about how we can support our children in becoming more inclined to learn and grow and step back into their imaginations and creativity. Along with that, I have Rhoda Shapiro that talks about fierce women and Doug Marsh, who is helping us to get a clarity in our eyesight, both physically and energetically. So definitely tap into that at 1111mag.com. My guest today is Gary John Bishop. He is going to be holding a powerful workshop. It is the first of many that will be happening in 2020, and it is called Do the Workshop. It's January 30th, and what better way to get started in your new decade than to dive into the work that you're here to do. His workbook, Do the Work, is quite powerful in that it goes through many of the principles that you need to understand to step into the contemplations and the empowerment and authenticity of what's going on inside of you so that you actually can do the work and step into your own empowerment. He is a New York Times bestselling author and primarily covers the areas of life where most people struggle or get stuck. He helps us understand that those places are around self, people, and purpose, and that what we tolerate about ourselves, mindlessly meander or fudge our way through, requires 100% honesty and keeping the promises to ourselves. Welcome back, Gary. Uh, I'd love to dive into a little bit more um, in regard to your work, and I think one of the biggest issues that people have is trying to discover their life purpose and the power of that purpose, and oftentimes, uh, it is in the regurgitation or the the getting to get re- getting ready to get ready the procrastination that nothing ever actually unfolds. But yeah. you say that we're always successful regardless. Right. Uh, talk a little bit about the power of purpose, purpose, and how we are always being successful regardless of how things are turning out. Yeah, uh, I think a really simple way to get to. Uh, what you're all that you're always winning is to just take a look at the life you've got, and if you look at the life you've got, you might ask yourself, "Well, what am I winning at here? Like, what is, what am I making this about?" And you might see yourself in certain relationships that you're winning at being right. Uh, you might see that you're winning at having uh, struggle with finances, 
you might see that you're winning at being disappointed with yourself. And if you start to see it from that context, and you might see a little bit more about what you're kind of subconsciously driven to overcome. Um, you know, as, as human beings, we are, we are always overcoming something. And if there's nothing there to overcome, then we'll come up with something. Um, so why is all of that important? Because most of what we do in life is driven by our need to survive. We need to kind of survive. We are survival mechanisms, whether we like it or not. And that's ultimately what our lives will become about. It will become about surviving this life, surviving my emails, surviving my job. In other words, our life becomes about content. And to me, that's where human beings get broken. We get, we get crushed in the content of our lives. There's, there's nothing particularly inspiring about what we do in the mundacity of our existence. So it requires something. It requires something there to inspire us and to motivate us and to enliven us. And that's really what purpose is. Purpose isn't necessarily what you're doing. It, it's, it's who you are about what you're doing. Mm. It's, not, it's not about necessarily, you know, I have to do some amazing, I have to climb a mountain to find my purpose or I need to. Those are all great. But, um, and the example that I use and do the work is my wife, you know, I mean, her life is per- filled with purpose, but it's a purpose of her own, her own creation. She created it. And it really empowers her in dealing with the content of her life. So in other words, it's an inspiring context to empower her to deal with the not so inspiring content. Mm. I loved how you said that because so often we are looking for that shiny bobble. We're looking for that um, 15 minutes. We're looking for that recognition outside of us or that sense of significance. Right. But it's, it's the attitude and the perspective of ourselves that actually achieves it. Right. If I was to use my own life as an example, I spend a lot of my time um, typing into a laptop. That's the content. But the purpose of my life is to make a difference for people. That's why I exist. I exist to empower people. So that's there for me in the background of my thoughts as I'm typing because typing is boring. You know, it's not inspiring. I don't always feel like I'm making a difference. So I remind myself of why I'm doing this. Like, what's this about for me? What is my purpose in life? It's what gets me out of bed. It's what gets me in front of the laptop. It's what gets me on the on the phone to people. It's what gets me to, you know, speak publicly. And because that purpose, that self-created purpose of making a difference to empower people to live great lives, yeah, that's 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 there in everything that I do. Um, if I didn't have that, I'd only have content. And as I've said, the content of our lives tends to be pretty pretty boring, to be honest. You have in, in large quotes in, in, in your book, uh, Unfuck Yourself, for the most part, you're basically on autopilot, mindlessly gouging your way through life's predictable, muddy field. And a lot of times we do live in that autopilot state or even in default, just letting things come to us and living what is available in that moment rather than being in the inspired place or 
choosing to create a direction. Right. Is is there a positivity to that autopilot default place as well? Or is that the impetus to get us moving? Yeah, I think, I, I, you know, I know a lot of people who are tend to be kind of positive by default, which has its own problems as they would sometimes admit to, which, which is challenging when you're a positive human being. Um, but but there's we're all driven. We're all driven to kind of overcome this life. And we've got whatever mechanisms we've managed to come up with to do such a thing. Um, but I, th- I think if you take all the layers away from a human being not and, and start to dig in, you you would see this kind of growing or, or this kind of like glowing rather than growing, this kind of glowing not okayness, right, with myself or with life. There's just this kind of, it's there. And that kind of, that presence is what is, is, is what kind of, drives us to try and get better. And a, a lot of Eastern philosophy would say the same, this, but so would a lot of Western philosophy, that confronting that, what is it that's in the darkness with yourself? What is it that's kind of glowing there? And acknowledging that and accepting that is actually the pathway to accomplishing great things in your life. And so many people at first glance might look at the the concepts that you're promoting and the book that you're having and saying, okay, this is about completely about action, completely about doing and and completely stepping away from whatever's going on in your life. But from what yeah. you just said, there is a component about really deepening into who you are, who you believe you are, what you think is going on, what you're feeling, and allowing that to be um, accepted, but not what sometimes people do where they get so self-absorbed by it that right. that becomes the focus. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not a motivational kind of presence for people. I don't, I, people get motivated around me, but that's not what I do. I'm not do it, do it, do it, do it. I'm, I'm more like acknowledge what's there, be responsible for what's there, and then when you look out into your life, what do you see? Like, what what can you get your arms around? So, and and unfuck yourself. It was really like my my whole intention there was to kind of break people out of the slumber of their automatic thoughts and behaviors. My second book, uh, Stop Doing That Shit, actually takes a deep dive into what's charging you subconsciously to reveal it to you in such a way that you have you know, a series of aha moments where suddenly your life makes sense. But all of that is ultimately there. I mean, I really feel as if self-realization and and, and awareness is, is to make you aware, not to give you some, you know, like to pick fluff out your belly button for the rest of your life. It really is for you to get aware and then to turn and pivot into your life to start accomplishing what you what you couldn't while you were unaware. Mm. I know as I was reading through your first book, Unfuck Yourself, I, I had this sense of, okay, he's a visionary. This is, this is the way a visionary looks at things. And then as I got towards the end of it and I looked at 
your second book, Stop Doing That Shit, it was like, okay, no, this is where he's more of the mystic. He's, he's taking people into the deep, into the dark. And doing the work is kind of a combination of the two. Talk a little bit about how you see the visionary and the mystic and the purpose of the head and the heart as we come into that place of yeah. self-realization. Yeah, um, there, there has to be this. You have to know what's driving you beyond what you think you already know, right? I mean, if you were to ask most people, well, how, how could we change your life? Most people could tell you, oh, yeah, this and that and some of this and some of that. And what I invite people to take on is take on that that's all nonsense, that that's not actually what could change your life. It's none of that. Try on that you are, for the most part, automatic. And a lot of my work is revealing automatically what, or another way to say it might be automatically who. Who have you become automatically? And and again, not not from a psychological perspective or even like, like a kind of a breaking down your persona, but as Heidegger would have said, more like your kind of default ways of being or default ways of acting. And when you start to kind of reveal those, you'll first of all, you'll see how simple they are. They're not complex at all. They're only complicated by life circumstance. Um, but then you start to get a sense of what might be available to you beyond the constraints of who you've become. And to get into that domain, to get into that paradigm of who you might become, that will require action. It's not about, it's not necessarily about changing how you feel, but more importantly, beginning to break up what you do. Do you feel like social media falls into this entire conversation? Because there's so much, I mean, that, that's what our world has become, is, is the lifestyles and the images of, of what we see out there as people become less and less connected in yeah. person. And yet, so often, what we're seeing on social media is just that. It's just an image. A lot of people are not really living those lives. They're portraying a life that doesn't yeah. really exist. Are those steps towards creating that life, or is that falling more deeply into the illusion and not being uh, present yeah. to what's really authentic? What, one of the things that I, because I'm on social media, one of the things that I was really out to do was be authentic on social media, like be an authentic voice for something, um, which got me a lot of followers, but it got me a lot of people who just like completely resisted me, right? They just weren't interested in what I had to say and were very vocal about it, and um, which was fine. At the same time, like, I really feel as if social media has become this location for what we pretend, right? And it's not just what we pretend, like I'm pretending I'm thin or I'm pretending I'm rich or I'm pretending, but it includes like some of this stuff like our our old incompletions and our old upsets that get regurgitated in our current condition. Um, it's like, it's, it's just become a place where if you, if you actually watch somebody's social media account, you'll actually see what's driving them subconsciously that they might not even realize is driving them. So um, I think if, if you're willing to tell the truth about yourself in social media, you're starting to reveal an enlightenment 
um, because you're willing to stand in the fury of the judgment of others. And to me, that's where all good transformations start. We do have to be willing to be judged, right? Yeah. I mean, that's we're going to be anyway, like life does present that. But we have to be willing to allow that to happen because mm-hmm. it's in the face of that we get to feel our responses. We get to hear the thoughts that come up. We get to choose something different. Yeah, the interesting thing is when you're actually judged for who you really are, that's when you start to realize you're okay. But when you're pretending or hiding or manipulating yourself to be judged for that human being, you're never okay. In Do the Work, the official unrepentant ass-kicking, no-kidding, change-your-life sidekick to unfuck yourself, Gary John Bishop provides a personalized way to actively unfuck yourself by digging deep into the things that keep you from the life you want. Written in the same, your life depends on it urgency as his mega bestseller, Gary asks questions and provides prompts that provoke the reader into providing real answers to their own challenges, hurdles, justifications, and explanations. For anyone who has ever felt like a hamster on the wheel, running fast yet going nowhere in terms of their career, relationships, health, finances, and what you truly want out of life, Gary John Bishop is here to show you how to make unrealized wishes, hopes, and dreams into reality. Wake up. You're a fucking miracle of being, he writes. So you can find out more about his best-selling books, Unfuck Yourself, Stop Doing That Shit, and now his new workbook, Do the Work at his website, garyjohnbishop.com. In addition, uh, definitely check out his upcoming workshop called Do the Workshop, January 30th in Toronto, Canada. We'll be right back after these messages. Do you want more more joy, more abundance, more power and presence? How would it feel to have more loving relationships, more empowered community, greater fulfillment and life purpose? The 1111 Mastermind Community inspires, empowers, guides and supports transformation. Shift your mind, expand your heart, deepen insights, let go and chart a new course, dream a new dream. The 1111 Mastermind Community is an online portal for personal transformation and soulful expansion. Go to courses.1111mag.com. That's courses.1111mag.com. Change begins with you. Let it be simple, convenient, and transformative. The time is now. Step through the 1111 gateway. Courses.1111mag.com. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life 
of Conscious Choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. Simron is an award-winning author, publisher of 1111 Magazine, powerful speaker of wisdom, and a life mentor. Find out more at IamSimron.com. Now, back to 1111 Talk Radio. Welcome back. I want to also announce that the 1111 online course platform is up and running, and there are many amazing individuals that are contributing to providing some beautiful, rich courses for you. 1111 Masterminds Community is a compilation of the alumni that has passed through 1111 Magazine's pages, as well as 1111 Talk Radio. These amazing individuals have put together various courses that will help you step on to the path, give you a taste of what they do, and provide you an opportunity to continue growing. I invite you to go in and explore the different courses that are there now, as well as uh, signing up to receive notification about each course that will be revealed throughout 2020. There are, again, some powerful, powerful courses being developed by some amazing individuals. All of that is at 1111mag.com. My guest today is Gary John Bishop, and he is a New York Times bestselling author and has created multiple books that are here to allow you to be both visionary and mystic. He will support you in empowering yourself to get unstuck. His books, Unfuck Yourself, Stop Doing That Shit, and his latest, Do the Work, a workbook that will support you in moving past your own challenges, hurdles, justifications, and explanations so that you get the real answers and step in to the life that you're desiring to live. Uh, He is an individual that supports many clients, and his work is to empower and uplift people with the work that he does through writing, coaching, and now a workshop that is coming up January 30th in Toronto, Canada. Find out more about Do the Workshop on his website, garyjohnbishop.com. Gary, you write that you are not defined by what's inside your head. You are what you do, your actions. And I want to talk a little bit about that just from a personal experience that I had. Sometimes when something does happen in life, and you do get to a point where you're stopped. What's the distinction in continuing to move forward and do from a place of escape versus knowing that it's time to stop, to recalibrate, and then allow um, the inspiration of what to do next? Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think you've got it. Um, I mean, everybody's got their... There's got to be a, a measure and kind of reality, right? So a number of years ago, I was coaching a guy. This was probably about 10 years ago. And he said, all right, well, if we're going to use the power of language, I'm going to declare that I'm going to make $10 million next year. And I said, good. 
I said, how many dollars did you make this year? And he said, 18,000. And I said, well, you can create for yourself an outcome called $10 million, but are you willing to deal with the world that that's going to demand of you, right? And I think that's a good place to start for people. I think you have to realize, like, sometimes you got to kind of trudge through certain things and you got to keep going when you at least feel like you should. But you got to have this regular check-in with yourself. Like, are you really open to the world that this is for you? And and if you're not, you got to you got to find that same willingness to tell yourself the truth, right? Okay, I'm I'm unwilling to do it now. Again, it brings me back to the kind of powerful uses of language like willingness and unwillingness because when you start to see your life in terms of your willingness, um, it takes out the the kind of tendency to excuse or justify or give reason to, but rather just say, no, I'm, there's a certain situation there that I'm just no longer willing to engage with it. And that's that really is like a great place to kind of check in, I feel. I think one of the most powerful paragraphs that I loved in your book, Unfuck Yourself, was our society has produced such a headlong rush to be the wealthiest, the smartest, the prettiest, the best dressed, the funniest, or the strongest. And somewhere in there, we have lost the ability to just be ourselves, free to breathe life and choose our own path rather than carry the burden of social or familial expectation. And so often, I think whether we're looking at social media or we're looking at celebrity or we're getting pumped up by conditioning, oftentimes people are running after the life they think they should have rather than really anchoring into what's fulfilling, what's rich, what provides meaning to me, even if that's something that is not widespread known or or something that's subtle it's in the small gestures um sometimes i think we over inflate the glamour of success wealth and accoutrements that come along with that yeah and we betray ourselves by not allowing ourselves the simple the beautiful the little that life also has to offer yeah what do you think yeah i i notice the British philosopher Alan Watts, he said that the meaning of life is to be alive, you know, um, is to just live it, right? And it's been said by a number of philosophers, but but uh, but yeah, we, we kind of, I, I think one of the things that I like people to kind of get their eye on, it, it's very easy to look at yourself as influenced, Right. And it's and it's and it's obviously a place where most of us start. Like I'm influenced by what's going on around me, um, and I like to get people a little, a little kind of broken up from that view. Um, I like people to start to go to ask themselves, well, what have I allowed myself to be influenced by? You know, what have I allowed myself like? And and look, that to me, that's another big part of awareness. It's. It's a growing sense of responsibility for where you've drifted to rather than, well, I was just pushed by the winds. I think you've got to realize that you're the one that sets the sails in this, in every case, right? And you might have no say in the wind, but you do have a say in how you're kind of responding to this stuff. And, and I know that sometimes people don't like to hear that news, but again, 
though that's the kind of foundation where you might start to get your life to go in different directions and in places where you hadn't really thought you could? Oftentimes, I think it it also has a lot to do with certainty. Like people really just want to be certain that their life is going to go in a different, certain direction or they're certain they were destined to do this one thing and it's going to work out. Right. And it's And it's living in that uncertainty that can also be so scary, but yet that's also the beauty of life. That's what's exhilarating is to yeah. see what's possible. Yeah, I, I would say uh, if there is an is in this world, right? If there's an is, it's that there is uncertainty. And certainty is a completely human phenomenon. You know, nature doesn't bet on certainty, right? Nature bets on uncertainty because that's what's so, if you like. Um, But as human beings, you know, a big part of our survival is for things to be sure, to be certain. And so often in life, you'll find yourself that's really what you've been craving. And certainty doesn't always equal fulfillment. In fact, certainty is often where we get bored out of our minds. Um, you're most alive in the uncertain. You're most imaginative and creative in the uncertain and the not knowing. Because that's where true discovery really is. It's in the, it's in the unknown. It's in the darkness. It's not in the already well-worn pathway, for sure. Certainty is where our glass ceilings are. It's it's where our limits will be because we can only be certain of what our mind can comprehend, whereas the uncertainty does put us into that complete place of potentiality. Right. right. I mean, we're waiting. I mean, most of us are waiting on things to change before changing. Like I, I should feel differently, for instance, is a big one. You know, like I want to be I want to be more confident. I hear people say that all the time, if only I had the confidence. But if you just give confidence, for instance, some thought, which is another another version of certainty, right, confidence, um, all the great things you did in your life, you did with an air of no confidence. You know, confidence is usually what arises after you did the thing you had no confidence with. So it's a little absurd to try and get that going before you act. I, I, I heartily encourage people to acknowledge the lack of confidence and to step into the unknown because you'll be surprised at how great you can really be in the unknown. You know, that's so true. I've never thought about that, Gary, that confidence actually arises after <laughs> you've done that. That's really quite powerful. Yeah. Um, because that is is oftentimes, you know, people say, "I'm not smart enough. I'm not good enough. I can't do that." Yeah. Um, and and they're not supposed to. That is the adventure. That's that right. You're embarking upon. Yeah, you get smarter after you've written the book. Yes. <laughs> yes. Now, I don't want to. I don't want this show to end with people thinking that there's any judgment. Uh, although judgment, according to the book, and and it, it's always occurring anyway, it is a good thing. Um, that there's any judgment around you know, gunning it or really going after what you want or not. Like there's not a judgment either way. We all get to choose it and it is all okay in the end. It's really about what each person wants for themselves. Correct. Keep, I mean, it's, it's like, is this fixing me or fulfilling me is another way to say it. Is this fixing me or fulfilling me? 
And if, if it's fulfilling you, if it's inspiring you and lighting you up, then you should drive a bus through that thing until, you know, and explore it and have the time of your life. But if, but if, you're, if, you, if you discover that you're mindlessly trying to fix something about yourself, you might want to reconsider. You might want to think, well, okay, well, what's going to fulfill me? What's going to light me up as a human being? Because ultimately that's what's going to make the difference. And we only have a couple of minutes left. I'd love for you to um, talk a little bit about being relentless. Yeah. And and who who is it to be relentless and and why? And is that for everyone? Yeah. Um, I'm I'm going to use a very brief example of when I wrote my first book. So um, my internal dialogue goes flips back and forth in a conversation with myself that I'm not smart enough. So um, I lived a lot of my life given by that noise. And so there's things I just wouldn't do because I'd already written it off because I'm not smart enough. So when I took on the book, you can imagine what it would be like getting in front of your laptop, flipping it open, starting to punch in the words, and I'm not smart enough. It's just constantly rolling in the background. And so there were days when I just didn't want to do it and weeks where I was just, I felt as if I couldn't go on, that it was terrible, that it was no use. And that's when I really started to get in touch with what it is to be relentless, to give yourself fully to something when all evidence, and the evidence is usually internal, when all evidence has disappeared for, you know, that, that this is even doable. And I would say like a, a big chunk of that book, that first book was written with just this complete, you know, immersing myself and being relentless and to act in spite of my internal state, to actually produce results that conflicted with my default self. And that what got me there was my my relentlessness, my, my willingness to keep going when everything about me was screaming, go in another direction. Mm, mm. Well, I want to thank you, Gary, for uh, doing the work that you've done and giving all of those that require it a good, swift kick in the ass with your wonderful books, because sometimes that's exactly what we need. Definitely check out the books, Unfuck Yourself uh, by Gary John Bishop, which is a New York Times bestseller. Then follow that up with his second book, Stop Doing That Shit So That You Can End the Self-Sabotage and Get Back Your Life. And then finally, pick up the workbook, Do the Work. That is the title of it, Do the Work, so that you really are diving into the areas of yourself that allow you to relentlessly go after the life you're desiring and have the fulfilling experience of relationship, passion, and purpose. You can find out more about Gary John Bishop, all of his work, and his upcoming workshop titled Do the Workshop, which is on January 30th in Toronto, Canada, at garyjohnbishop.com. I hope you'll join me next week when my guest is Jumana Sophia. We're going to be talking about breaking the grip of past lovers and how to reclaim your personal power, recover from neglect, manipulation, or betrayal, and reawakening your emotional intimacy. It should be a powerful show. Until then, in love, of love, with love, and as love, I am Simran. Be well. Thank you for opening your mind to a new reality. 
Your heart to greater compassion and your experience of aliveness with 1111 Talk Radio. Join host Simron next Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern Time to step through the gateway of conscious living here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Remember, you are not on the journey. You are the journey.